Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to introduce Mariana Risetto the second time to you. Mariana is one of the key people working in the department now for quite some time. She has a legal background and from her national background, she's Argentinian. Although she has been living now in Austria and in Europe for many years, of course, she has her roots there and she still has a lot of relatives there and she's constantly monitoring the situation in Argentina. And I'm therefore very proud and very happy to say hello to Mariana for a second time in this series. Just for those of you who want to compare things, uh, Mariana was one of the early adopters of this. Uh, we saw her first uh, in our Spony episode four that was streamed on the 8th of April, 2020. So roughly speaking, oh, actually exactly 14 months ago. Um, you were already here, and Mariana we will now go through the to the through the task to to update us and each other about how the situation is. So, very briefly, how is the overview um, in on the situation in Argentina at the moment? Um, we do know some some details because Argentina was in European use as well some weeks ago, because uh, the wave was so serious then. But you will certainly be in a much better position to give us uh, a closer look into what's really happening. So welcome again and have, uh, happy to have you here and please give us an overview. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you Nicolas uh, for, for the invitation again. I'm happy to be here too. Um, and, and report back again uh, regarding the status of the COVID situation in Argentina. As per your question, uh, so the situation is unfortunately not better. Um, we had uh, currently more than 23,000 uh, new cases. This, uh, this uh, fact is actually uh, from us of today. Um, we have more than 3 million uh, cases, confirmed cases of COVID and more than 80,000 deaths uh, out of the, of the, of the disease. Uh, and unfortunately, I think one of, regrettably, one of the um, information that I need to share with you is the occupation of the of the best in, in public hospital that is reaching more than the 80% as per uh, the official uh, official uh, database um, from the Ministry of Health in Argentina. So uh, let's say considering this uh, a little bit dark uh, situation, um, there are some measures uh, being uh, in place and currently I would say almost on a weekly basis or two uh, week, uh, weeks time uh, that are issued by the federal government to try to contain the disease. Um, these are, for example, a food lockdown that happened already two weeks ago until the 31st of May from June also, these one and a half weeks. Um, it was already, I mean, there's already kind of an operational, uh, fully operational, um, status of certain, let's say, um, restaurants and, and industry, uh, still with cert certain lockdown uh, measures, like for example, um, there's a prohibition to circulate from 9pm 9, 9 to 6am in the, in the morning, there, there is a need to um, get an authorization uh, to circulate specifically in public transport. Uh, this, this measure was already, I don't know if you remember, already something that um, uh, happened last year, uh, where there is a need uh, for an authorization to uh, circulate with public transport, so no, everyone can can do it. And this is something that um, I think 
it's a difference here, at least in Austria, and quite um, perhaps shocking for some, <laughs> uh, which I, I heard. Um, there's also, in terms of uh, economical point of view, there's a provision to dismiss this uh, or suspend workers until the uh, 30th June. This has actually not changed because this has also uh, been uh, one of the measures already adopted last year. Uh, in terms of territory, uh, the borders remain closed with certain exceptions. Uh, and um, if I'm correct, there, there were already two months ago, uh, there was a decree um, of necessity and urgency. We explained the term uh, before uh, that is issued by the federal government where they um, reduce to a 30% the numbers of flights the incoming flights to Argentina. So that implied that many airlines had to reschedule, of course, the, the fly, um, the circulation of, of uh, flight craft. Mm -hmm. um, basically, uh, this how it's, it looks. And of course, on a personal note, uh, I was personally uh, also in Argentina some uh, some weeks ago. And uh, of course, yeah, you, you can feel that the situation is unfortunately a little bit stressful. Yeah, and it's winter now, so it's to be expected that the situation will, at least when it comes to the weather, not really improve in the next week, correct? Or the weeks? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we do a parallelism, I think we'd, we'd here with Europe, uh, now we are entering winter. We had, again, like if we're going a little bit backwards, we had summer, and summer the measures were, of course, a little bit loosened so everything was open there were of course there was uh, permission to do events uh, certain, uh, with uh, many people um, uh, the, the situation with the circulation did not change there were no restrictions and uh, I think if this is a factor that actually um, yeah it has a, let's say has a, a, a sorry a meaning on how many cases are now perhaps this is something and of course, since uh, Eastern in April, um, we have seen, of course, this uh, sudden, let's say, uh, rise of, of uh, infected uh, people or number of cases, unfortunately, which has not, uh, of course, which has not, I mean, in several, um, we see that in several, let's say, provinces, this, of course, has changed. There are some after that some of the measures were imposed. Uh, there are certain decreasing numbers, uh, but this is, I would have to say, um, quite slight, um, which does not contribute to an overall appreciation of the number and the, the number of cases in the situation. And is there any progress in the vaccination campaign? So are people getting vaccinated and does that do any help? Um, yes, indeed. Uh, there was a law, law passed uh, last year, which enabled the federal government to um, uh, administrate uh, the whole the, the purchase and administration of the vaccines in Argentina at the national level, and leaving uh, the competency to the provinces uh, to administer administer the vaccination, how the the, the plan the vaccination plan themselves um, as. For specifically to your question, there are uh, 14 million uh, vaccines already administrating for the first doses and 11 million one doses, sorry, 40 million in general, uh, 11 million for one doses and the rest with two doses. Uh, in Argentina, there are um, four different companies or vaccine, uh, vaccines uh, laboratories that are working. Um, 
some of those which are not already, um, which are not being approved in, in the European Union. Mm-hmm. Um, Such as, so it's the Russian or the Chinese? Vaccine? It's the Russian and okay. the Chinese. Both of them. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Indian um, and uh, AstraZeneca, mm-hmm. well, this is not. Uh, in terms um, of vaccine, I, whether it helped or not, to reply to your second part of the question, um, I think indeed because uh, it did because it would contain some numbers, but this is a person note and not, of course, uh, yeah. an expert, uh, informative, let's say, opinion on this. Yeah. And, va- um, and vaccination is voluntary, so people can if they manage to get one but nobody's obliged exactly mm-hmm. vaccination is uh is non-mandatory is for free um the government must um supply well must supply the supply sorry for the redundancy um all the supplies for the vaccination to uh the the, the provinces this is an obligation state in that below that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a registry of vaccinations and which are mandatory. COVID is not one of those for mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And is there any, I mean, is there any steering about who is going to get the vaccine? So are, for example, health personnel or, or strategically important staff uh, prioritized or is it completely subject to a random random distribution of the vaccine at the moment? No, there is a strategic plan at the federal, uh, at the federal level, also a provincial one. I checked the, the ones in the uh, level of the province of Buenos Aires, which is the most, let's say, the most uh, highly populated um, area, in the, mm-hmm. one of the most highly populated areas in the country. Um, it specifically stated with H. Very age uh, people, uh, and now at least in the province, um, sorry, in the capital city of Buenos Aires, not in the province capital city. Uh, this uh, the number, let's say, this it started with 80 plus, 70 plus, like here too. Now mm-hmm. I think the status is 50 plus. Uh, you can register through a web portal, and um, you automatically get your your appointment mm-hmm. uh, from the city. Actually, from the the people that I heard, this work quite uh, quite well uh, in the city of Buenos Aires. Once when they open for the calls, let's say for for application to mm-hmm. to be administered in a vaccine. And and can people choose which vaccine they get, or is it is this random? So whether the Chinese or the Russian or the European one or um, from what I know. It's random, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, okay. I, I would need to check it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. So let's check. But I, I, I would assume that it's random. I, I, I would, would put it in, if that's yeah, okay, of in, course, the, absolutely, in the general absolutely. chat. Yeah. Are there? Oh, so you know. Absolutely. Are there any uh, any digital measures, in particular, digital passport certificates, uh, uh, websites, apps that are helping in fighting uh, the pandemic? So there are no digital certificates. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're um, administered the, the vaccine, there is, yes, a vaccination database and registered is paper-based, um, where, of course, the, the people supplying the, the vaccine need to, to register that. Um, voluntarily, you can download an, an app that is called My Argentina, mm-hmm. Mi Argentina um, in Spanish, um, where you can 
feel voluntarily, individually, that you were administered, you were administrated the, the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But does this does has does for now does not have any kind of implications, mm -hmm. uh, whether like all the let's say all the discussion that is taking here place regarding digital certificates. Mm -hmm. Um, perhaps as a note of color, uh, which for me was also interesting to, to see, is that from the Ministry of Health, uh, they are having an initiative and they're uh, to, you know, to promote, uh, to get the vaccination, so to be vaccinated. And um, they, they insert in, I mean, they indicate how you can uh, publish that you were vaccinated in different social media. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, there is so um, by hashtags basically, uh, and being part of a community that you're vaccinated, mm -hmm. and this is specifically, yeah, uh, stated by the government. Yeah, but people do this in Europe as well, right? That you see on Facebook or on Twitter, people uh, with hashtags or with pictures of their vaccination. Even the the Austin Chancellor. <laughs> distributed a picture of him being vaccinated or at least I don't know whether it was him personally but you could see this on social networks actually yesterday or the day before yesterday so uh, people sure. try yeah um, well I haven't checked how, how Austria did it I'm sorry for that perhaps you can help me with this uh, what for me was interesting is that there was kind of a harmonized guideline on how to publish uh, okay. in social media I see. Um, mm -hmm. that you were vaccinated okay and that was a government uh, campaign it's a government campaign doing that's this. That's a government campaign, yes. I will also put in the sources. Okay. Um, Interesting. I don't know if Austria. Inter no, I don't. I, well, I, I mean, there are all kinds of campaigns in this direction, but I don't think that any of these is uh, government administered, but I'm not sure, I must say. But there are plenty. I mean, there are people really trying to, 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 to make other people know that they are getting vaccinated yes. or that they are not getting vaccinated. So also the other, <laughs> the other movement is quite active in this, yeah. Is there any, I mean, is there any any debate on in, in Argentina that you see about whether or not people should be vaccinated? I mean, is there a, a movement of people who are clearly against it or a movement of people who are clearly against other measures that are taken? Is this a political issue as well? Um, actually, I mean, I see a movement uh, from, from different newspapers uh, that uh, like requesting the government actually to get more vaccines. Okay. because mm -hmm. people do want to get to mm -hmm. uh, to be vaccinated um i haven't found in my research for the uh, during the preparation for today's uh as only a, a clearly group against uh, mm -hmm. the vaccine um and against the I other measures neither so there is no party such as i don't know ifd in germany or parts of the fpu in austria clearly or a movement like the Querdenker movement in Germany clearly challenging the government's measures and, and criticizing them because they think that they are not effective or that they are excessive? Well, there is um, there's specifically in terms of education, uh, the, the measures that were actually imposed by the government, uh, the federal government were challenged and are judicialized, mm -hmm. some of those. Um, not regarding the vaccines, but yes, regarding education, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. um, but I was actually uh, happy to, to report on that because uh, that's also kind of a legal, really legal, interesting point uh, of discussion, specifically when it comes to the competencies of the um, 
of the provinces and the city of Buenos Aires against the federal government. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, uh, so perhaps in terms of education, um, so nationwide classes uh, are basically on site from last year already. Mm -hmm. um, quite recently, well, recently is almost two months ago, uh, there was a decree uh, stating that classes are uh, suspended, I mean, will be in principle on site, but suspended in high risk areas. These are, which are determined, of course, by this uh, uh, same decree. Mm -hmm. These high risk areas, specifically in highly populated areas like the province of Buenos Aires and the capital city. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this uh, decree uh, has been challenged uh, by the, the government of the city of Buenos Aires. It's, uh, and there was an appeal um, uh, an appeal, sorry, for declared the unconstitutional, uh, sorry, yeah, the unconstitutional of the decree, um, because specifically um, the competencies to administer and manage education methods are linked to the capital city, which is auton autonomous. Mm -hmm. And it's not a matter for uh, the federal government to determine how the method of education is to be delineated. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the decision of the Supreme, the National Supreme Court uh, actually um, accepted, let's say, the, the, the claim and um, declared the, constitutional, uh, the constitutionality of such decree on that matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, which allow the city of Buenos Aires to um, to decide on the method and go on virtual. Mm -hmm. This was uh, the decision was from the 14th of May. I have it exactly the date here, mm -hmm. and it was perhaps ironically here the clashes between policy and uh, law. Uh, a couple of days later, the government of the, the of Buenos Aires actually um, stated that everyone needs to, I mean, they, that they need to go virtual. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was a little bit the, the let's say, the decision to, to go on site and then the political, uh, after the decision, the, the decision of a national Supreme Court, uh, then a couple of days later declared that classes need to be virtual again. Mm -hmm. Of course, due to uh, the unfortunate situation living mm -hmm. in Argentina. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was another case, uh, if I may. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, this was actually um, another appeal on the grounds of um, unconstitutionality, um, which was dealt with by the Supreme Court of the province of Buenos Aires, um, where um, two parents uh, brought the appeal um, of, of, of kids that were taking, let's say, um, that were not going to classes and uh, or having, let's say, presential ones. And uh, this actually, this uh, appeal has been dismissed because of lack of competency of the court. Mm -hmm. So this was actually decided yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. As you can see, there's uh, a lot of judicialization of these specific topics in terms of specifically on education. Um, as far as I know, in general, and as I reported last year, there were some cases pending uh, which are not yet resolved uh, in terms of corruption. So how the um, putting, let's say, in, in question how the federal government got to certain supplies. Mm -hmm. 
but that, those are criminal cases, or is this also in front of the Constitutional Court? No, these are criminal, criminal cases. cases. Okay. So when it comes to uh, issues of uh, constitutional rights and fundamental rights, it's 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 mainly the one case that you were referring about uh, homeschooling. That exactly, is worth yeah. being mentioned. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. So relatively few cases then, right? For fourteen months yeah. of of fourteen months of crisis. Mm -hmm. Of crisis, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Perhaps what is interesting also to to note is that. Um, from the federal, let's say the Ministry of Education of the federal government, they open a forum of complaints, mm -hmm. uh, which is not strictly judicial, but administrative one, um, for those parents who felt uh, that those jurisdiction, um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> who felt that uh, they their kids need to need to to go also on. On on-site classes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, the the interesting thing is that I have found this forum. I mean, I have not found this forum, but yes, uh, the news. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I were to resort to this kind of forum for a complaint, I could not find it at least online. Okay, okay, that's also interesting then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Mariana, when it comes to legal education, I, I understand it that uh, that at least in high risk areas, universities are teaching remotely, and they are also exactly. taking exams remotely, or are exams on site. Um, as far as I know, it's, everything is virtual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they um, there's uh, also in the faculty. I mean, what I, I'm, I was checking specifically in the for the University of Buenos Aires mm -hmm. and the Faculty of Law of the University of Buenos Aires. Um, there are certain forms that everything is virtual or even classes and the kind of exams, uh, this much depends on, of course, on the, on the course. So you will have multiple, multiple choice or open book, exam, or whatever. The whole, open book, yeah. the whole, um, what I know is that they are using also Moodle uh, okay. as a platform or uh, as a platform. So quite similar to the situation here then. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, there are some uh, associations, student associations, uh, that are making some pledges to come back to a presential, at least, or a hybrid uh, mm -hmm. method of education. Um, but uh, these this are in process of signing. I see. What I, I see. checked. Okay. Mariana, last question from my side, which is, is there any, any website, any podcast, any other source that you would highly recommend to readers who are not necessarily fluent in Spanish to get an overview about what's happening in Argentina? Well, I would read, actually, uh, I would read the uh, newspapers mm -hmm. uh, in, in English because it's actually really little, like, to get a really inaccurate and by, well, say, unbiased uh, opinion on, on English in to get something in English, I, I always check the, the New York Times uh, for Argentinian news. I have okay. to be honest. So kindly provide me with the link and I will put them into the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so sure. much for this, Mariana. And I do hope that although it's a tough time, uh, the situation will improve, hopefully. Uh, hopefully the vaccination campaign will help. Um, and I, I thank you very much for your time. Um, is there anything that you want to add? Anything that I should have asked you on top of um, what we discussed? No, I think that everything was covered that I wanted to say. Um, there, yeah, perhaps one or two uh, more cases that were dealt in, in 
in the the National Supreme Court, mm-hmm. uh, which had which had to do actually to the prioritization of uh, vaccination and uh, the free circulation within the country, which mm-hmm. uh, was uh, for some time restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see here also how other rights are affected as well. And what was the outcome? Was was the the law the declared uh, void for- or? Or was it accepted? Um, uh, it, both cases were dismissed because were of lack dismissed. of competency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but still. Uh, so, but the overall yeah. uh, outcome of the cases then is that the, the that the policy is is not really challenged, right? So most cases are are dismissed, and there is no no leading case really putting things into question so far. I, w- I would say that the tendency mm-hmm. is like that. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- yeah. With, of course, exception of the the case that I evoked before. Yeah. But that's a. I mean, this is a, politically speaking probably less problematic because it's about competences, right? So that sounds very much like a a, a rather dry okay. formal legal debate. It's not about yeah. the fundamentals of how to the fight the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mayana. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you to our listeners. Uh, Please stay in touch with us. Please stay interested and connected. And in particular, stay as healthy as possible or become as healthy as possible as quickly as possible. See you soon, hopefully. Take care. Bye-bye.